0: welcome to a funny thing (laughs) happened on the way to the podcast
1: yeah
0: i'm jesse and i am eric
1: um i have been intrigued uh, about doing this for a while type person
0: i am yes
1: and i used to be and still love the outdoors i used to go camping a lot when i was camping it was always good wholesome properly cooked food right we'd bring eggs we'd do all that because we were scouting so it wasn't back right not, when, like, trying when to we survive. would go canoeing and stuff like that it was a different story mm. it's when we hunted duck and whatnot cool and we'd go light however i enjoyed We were in the States with Melissa and Tila, trying that freeze-dried ice cream. So, Freeze-dried ice cream. Yeah, that was... At Cabela's. It was okay. The freeze-dried ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Well, it seems everybody and their sister has been doing this on the internet, so it's our
0: turn. Oh, this is a trend? Yeah, it's a big trend. I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it. So we're going to sample three meals. Okay. I am excited to sample... Some meals. Oh, they're like, oh they're just like prepackaged things. For yeah. breakfast. Sure. Scrambled eggs with bacon. So that you don't have to cook this. This is it's just just add, add a- water
1: and let it sit for a few minutes. So you've added water? No. No. We're going to as we're talking. Okay. So for breakfast. This is actually
0: more well pre planned than usual stuff. Thank you. It's good. At
1: breakfast, scrambled eggs and bacon.
0: I'm I'm excited. Lunch. Lasagna with meat sauce. That could be good. I, I've eaten a lot of um of the just add or just boil like type rations for that they, they would give you like in cadets so i'm kind of used to some of these these concepts and and there's a store up in barry called mech that sells these kind of things too outdoorsy store
1: and i figured we'd go american for supper what are we getting biscuits and gravy <laughs> Ooh.
0: okay how do you do biscuits with water i
1: don't know hmm Okay. So, I figured I should get a measuring cup. That was the only thing I didn't prepare for. So, I will get a measuring cup. I will boil up the water. And we'll have breakfast. As it's doing its thing, we'll talk, and then we'll talk more. Have lunch, and we'll have a three-course
0: Sounds meal. Good. Cut to when we can talk reasonably again. It's not a healthy meal. <laughs> no, these are these are not healthy meals. That's okay. I
1: thought it was worth trying.
0: So, while we're on the topic of chewing stuff, and, and I guess we are going to have to prepare that... I went to told a dentist. told you it to be soft, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> I went to a dentist today. So, I mean, boring summary of that. I've had a cavity once in my life, and I needed to get it filled. That was back when they used, like, the mercury, all shiny fillings. They put that in, and it broke after several years. It, it like, it came out pretty much. So I needed to go have it redone at another dentist. That was about four years ago and i went and they put in the, the white one that kind of matches the color of your teeth and he said there was a little bit of a, a cavity underneath it and whatever so i figured it was just a bad feeling the first time and then it broke again so then i just today went out and and now my tooth broke off from the top part like the top part part of a molar all the way to the gum like a chipped like a big section like a big sliver of it so yeah that was fun it's got to sit in a dentist chair and get my teeth drilled for literally an hour and a half with like one little break in between so the dentist and her assistant could rest take a a breather yeah (laughs) the one point of all of this why and maybe maybe this is just my experience but i don't think i'm different than every other patient they see day in and day out why do dentists always act surprised about certain things like for instance um, the anesthetic stuff they they usually numb you up with a gel type stuff and then they stick a needle in and then they you know give you some local anesthetic to numb the pain of, of drilling every single time I do it, it, it and it's just normal to me it doesn't fully work you still feel pain but then if you mention it to them and you, I don't care like they I wince maybe at like something during the whole procedure like procedure and then they'll be like oh did that hurt or whatever like do you need more anesthetic I'm like it hurt, but that's just normal. You're drilling into yeah. very sensitive. Or, or like, and then midway through the procedure, the assistant had the little like air vacuum, whatever thing. And she like jabbed it into the side of my gum and I like kind of moved my head. And then they're like, oh, you just must not like the vacuum or whatever. And it's like, what? <laughs> you you must do that occasionally. You slip and you stab somebody in the face. Is it really weird that I reacted that way? I don't know. Or Or I don't know.
1: I when I went to the dentist in December, some of the things they said to me struck me as weird. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. But when the dentist said, "It's good you still have your own all, all your own teeth," like
0: is At, that, in their twenties, is that is
1: that something that's a bad thing? Maybe in St. Catharines or Wellend, but like I didn't realize that that was an accomplishment. No. Well, I guess I'm... maybe my teeth were so bad. she's my like, parents... some of them should have fallen out. Maybe.
0: In my parents' generation, I guess I've seen. Every family member's got a big cap, like a crown or something, or maybe a false tooth somewhere. But, yeah, it seems like you should be able to reasonably keep all of your teeth at least until maybe the age of 40, before you have some kind of issue. I don't know. But, yeah, my gripe... Dentists are weird. They're weirder than any other kind of doctor, at least for, like, human interaction. Just because they always act like they've never seen something before. And, And, on top of that, I don't buy it, because... They always have an assistant, the dentist always works with an assistant. And they talk they talk about stuff that's clearly medical and like I don't understand what they're saying cuz I'm I don't study dentistry. But they like mumble and whisper. They have a specific really weird whisper and a mumble that makes it absolutely incoherent. I don't even know what words they're saying, but all <laughs> dentists can do it.
1: Well, it's like a doctor's prescription pad. I <laughs> they guess. have their own language.
0: But at least if a doctor throws medical terminology at me, which a lot of them do, I find, at least as I've gotten older, you could ask them what certain things are or or they, they can explain it to you. But dentists, no, they don't care. They just, they mumble and talk incoherently about things that nobody understands.
1: Why? The thing that's always bothered me, and nobody gives a kind of a clear answer, why was there a divide when Canada decided it was free healthcare time that dentistry wasn't included? The teeth and bad teeth uh, and I can gums imagine... can affect so much oh, more absolutely. than just your mouth.
0: And I imagine, I, when was it the division struck? I don't know when we got socialized health care. But... but I could see it perhaps if it was a thing far in the past that we decided we're going to do this socialized health care program. That maybe at the time dental care was just something luxurious and extra. It wasn't seen as the norm for Right, it was people.
1: either dentistry or wood teeth.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm I'm even a long time ago they'd have a lot of like it
1: is still a luxury. It's not cheap to go.
0: Dental appliances are very expensive. Braces and and retainers and things like that. I don't know if they still have other setups, but yeah, it, it's a weird. It's also it feels like a very hacked together kind of medicine too. Just like ah, your teeth are crooked. Fucking put this helmet on with some <laughs> wires on it, like they used to do. Yeah, just it very strange solutions. Like oh. This medical
1: technology has progressed a lot but dental technology seems to yeah,
0: like this thing in your face let's just it's infected okay we're not we don't have medicine like antibiotics or whatever to treat certain things like that so let's just smash it out of your face out of your skull great <laughs> I, I don't know it, it seems very harsh the approach that they have it's not like delicate like most other medical procedures that you could have done getting a filling you're literally like where else are you just drilling Unless you have somebody that has maybe a broken bone somewhere and you need to put like a plate in to hold it together. That's a very serious injury. Seems to me like a little tiny speck of cavity on a tooth isn't a serious ailment, at least not initially. It's, it's crazy the terms that you have to approach it with, are just these power tools.
1: <laughs> and it, it, that's, I hate that part the drills.
0: It's not pleasant, although the numbing agents seem to be effective enough that it's not unbearable either. You said earlier that when you got your wisdom teeth out, you got it the right way for you. You just got knocked out, and when you woke up, they were gone.
1: Well, they didn't really give me the choice.
0: Yeah, and, and that's an interesting thing, too. I know that my the doctor who did it for me didn't really give me a choice either in the way that he didn't really present it as an option. But what he... What the fuck are you doing?
1: I'm trying to be able to make sure that this camera, because this is the one that's giving us the issues, yeah. doesn't stop recording. I've been doing it the past few episodes, and I've always been watching, but for some reason I can't freaking <laughs> get the angle right, so I'm going rogue. Hold up. I guess I could have also did that too.
0: Where do you need it to be?
1: Um, more that way. A little bit more.
0: Perfect. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, my dentist who did the like wisdom tooth extraction, he didn't really present it as an option to me either that you could have local anesthetic, although I knew for a fact before I went to any doctor that that's what I wanted. I, didn't, I wanted the full experience of somebody ripping two of my wisdom teeth out and smashing the other two to bits to extract the pieces.
1: You're an odd person. <laughs>
0: yes, I am. I, I think that most... Of the doctors who can extract wisdom teeth Will do it under local anesthesia But I don't think they want to I think they want you to just be out Like a, you're, like a you, light
1: You made the point before You're just easier to deal with when you're yeah, not twitching
0: You know how rough they have to be To get your teeth out like Especially when they're smashing the pieces You're going to wake up with bruises if, At least when you're not under You can sort of hold a person accountable Just by being a witness to what they're doing I don't, that's true. That's what I appreciated about Because a lot of people talk about having horrible bruises all over their face afterwards. And I didn't have that problem at all. And and the doctor still was quite rough, but I didn't feel like it was a an issue to cause injury anyways. Also, I don't know, what, what did they give you for medication? It was like
1: 14 years ago, Eric. I can't remember. Oh, you
0: can't remember what pill they would have given you? Oh, what pill
1: afterwards? Yeah, just Tylenol three.
0: Okay, yeah. I don't know if I think in the states they get better drugs. Those look like blocks of. <laughs> they look like che- like yellow Cheetos. <laughs> They're very light and airy.
1: As eggs scrambled are. Right.
0: Throw the water in. I, will. I I think in the states they get better drugs, but for me they just gave me like basically a double dose of ibuprofen, like per pill. Okay. And that's that's all I got. Are you reading something? I'm just making sure I got to
1: pour it in and wait Wait
0: five to six minutes. We should probably daisy chain a couple of these up to so the kettles roaring for the next one. We're going to get a quite a meal out of this. You said it was not going to be that much food.
1: Well, if we don't like it,
0: that's the thing. But I picked, oh, I, I picked that ones picky. that are decent. I'm not terribly picky when it comes to that. Do you have any experience with like rations and yeah. meals ready to eat and stuff? Did it in scouts. Again, I, I kind of liked some of them. I I think some of them were really crappy, like powdered eggs and and all that. But there was definitely a few that stood out. Like the the ravioli and lasagna dishes were always really good.
1: I was gonna get more. There was a lot to choose from.
0: They're probably pretty expensive relative to what you get. Seven, ten, and ten. Yeah, they're expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. they're not cheap. So I picked ones that we would both eat. There's a there's a vegetarian um, vegetarian like burrito bowl type mix that you might, I I don't know, that you might have liked.
0: Hmm. Sounds pretty decent. I am actually quite hungry, but (laughs) I ate soup for dinner, so I've come prepared.
1: Okay, well, I'll get the lasagna on the go.
0: All ready to go one after another.
1: So how has work been in the dead of winter,
0: Eric? Well, we're, right now it's kind of a... Let me let me date this episode for anybody. We're recording this on Tuesday, January 29th. Okay, it'll only be two weeks from now. Only two weeks. It's not that bad. This may very well shave up to be the coldest two days, at least, we have in the Niagara Tomorrow's region. supposed to be friggin' yeah. freezing. Um, Without wind chill or anything else, it's like negative 18 tomorrow and around the same Thursday. But... Wind chill factored in, and they keep saying stuff like negative thirty. And there's fucking radio commercials like, "You might get frostbite if you stick your dick out the window." And well, that's
1: just truth in almost any winter,
0: I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Usually, usually that's how it works in. It does look like lasagna. Usually that's how it works in Niagara Falls. Is you get like two really cold days out of the winter, although it's a little bit early in my opinion. I think mid February was last year's really cold two days.
1: Well, but, it's just because but it's, winter is coming all at once. Yeah.
0: But to summarize it, it's not great it, framing houses in the winter time. I, the the biggest issue for me, is roofing. Hot, yeah. That'd be slippery. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to, not exaggerate, but the slightest sprinkling of like sawdust, or let alone just like just a bit of powdered snow, will leave you. Just sliding right off plywood sheets. It's not like maybe people are thinking at home walking on the roof to put Christmas lights up. It's not like walking on shingles. Shingles give you loads of grip. Plywood, you have nothing. Like even on a, on maybe like a 612 slope. So for anybody who has a clue what that means, it's just a pretty average slope. Easy to walk on in the summertime, no problem. You don't need to really be too careful. You can just harness yourself up and you can walk up and down it all day long. Even that, you're I've fallen and struck my face and knees, anything on the roof, so many times. Just feet up, the rest of you, slam, over and over again all day long. And and it gets to the point where nobody laughs at you for doing it anymore, just because everybody is doing it constantly, but
1: never off the roof.
0: Never off the roof. Although that when you're near the edge, you get pretty careful. At least for me, I always pull my brake really tight, which on the like it's the rope grab portion or whatever. So yeah. If I did fall off the roof, I wouldn't get past the soffit. I'd probably fall like three feet. It's not a bad distance to fall, although I'd probably still get like fired or something later. so you'd get fired yeah. for falling? I, I guess you're kind of being unsafe if you fall. it's this it's weird. How's it unsafe? if It's the this roof weird is backward slippery? logic where say you are driving your car okay. and the road's suddenly slippery because there's oil and you go into the ditch. you're still getting a ticket. It it's this weird thing where somebody is accountable, and since nobody else could be accountable for that, you have to be accountable. True. So, I don't I don't really know what the forces are and uh, that be on the site or whatever, but I think if if you got caught, say the site supervisor sees you slip off the roof, there's going to be hell to pay, even for something stupid like as a stupid accident. I don't know.
1: This one just looks like bread, like looks really like bread. white. That was the stuffing. This is the biscuits and gravy.
0: And gravy. It look, It looks like croutons with, like baking powder and some Parmesan cheese it's around sm- it. <laughs> Does this smell good.
1: It smells like salt and gravy. It's. It smells like what it's supposed to be. Okay. This one I accidentally, it says remove the oxygen absorber. Well, I forgot. And I oh. think a lot of people forget because oh. on the bottom it says if you forget to remove the, op- uh, the oxygen absorber, silica gel, uh, don't worry. Your food is still safe to eat. Simply remove it and discard. I think it's just silica gel in those packets. Silica gel is poisonous, though. They <laughs> wouldn't put that if in you, food.
0: I don't know. Does it dissolve in hot water? Because if it doesn't, then the packet, just don't eat the packet. Do not eat. Yeah, don't eat. See, they are, it probably is silica gel.
1: I wonder if anybody was ever stupid enough to think this is seasoning.
0: Yeah, I think that actually is a thing that went on with some products. Vaguely, the idea is. This my looks
1: head. like something you could get in like Mr. Noodles or something. Bit.
0: Are we ready to eat our scrambled eggs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little uh, bit excited. In about
1: forty nine seconds.
0: Okay. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it the proper way and wait the proper amount of time. Yes. All right. What is new in your life in the past week since we recorded a podcast?
1: Uh, this is a good week. I'm not depressed in any way. I'm just oh.
0: optimistic. Well, that's the opposite of my week. <laughs> <laughs> what are you optimistic about? I
1: don't know. Life, it, I I woke up on the wrong side of the bed last Monday, and then that's when we recorded. And it, I was just kind of pissed off all day at nobody in particular and just annoyed and then... We had our little on-camera, overly dramatic heart-to-heart, and that was that,
0: whereas this week... If you're going to look at your phone, at least talk into the microphone.
1: I'm just making sure I have proper timer. <laughs> one and three-quarter cup for
0: one biscuits and gravy. All right. It's a bit of a bigger meal. Need a bit more water. So you woke up on the wrong side of your of, of the bed. Anyway. And I was
1: just annoyed. There's reasons why I can't really talk on here as to why That's I was fine. annoyed. But just kind of everything. And and then this week, like I had that all those photo shoots yesterday, which really weren't that many. But if I plan properly for Easter, I assume we could actually do a little bit more business. Make some money. Yes. I'm doing some design work for an old client of ours who, for personal and proper reasons, I can't really say who it is, but mm-hmm. we've both worked for them. Sounds and good. it's not Mugs and Meeples. Good. Good to hear. Um, just graphic design work. They're going to order some business cards and stuff like that. So Nice. Yeah. And uh, I just feel better. I get an actual date with Melissa tomorrow, which we haven't went out. Where are you going? (laughs) Mugs and meeples. She's never been. Well, she she went once with you, and then that's it. So we're just going to go.
0: George is going to treat us. That seems weird that you've never gone with her.
1: No. We always pick times to go, and then we never go. Like, she's busy, or there ends up being something. I got a fork. Should we put it on a plate or eat it out of a container? We should put it on a plate. Just put so it on a plate. Like.
0: Yeah. Scrambled eggs with bacon. We don't really got a camera to look at it. Maybe I'll use the GoPro for that. It sounds like we need to do the viewers justice.
1: Oh, well, it smells like bacon. It's very watery. Slop it. You on... have to put it in a bowl.
0: Nah, just slop it onto the plate. <laughs> I th- I think you want the solid bits it
1: does like
0: it minus all the water it looks like I eggs l-
1: I like my eggs runny but <laughs>
0: that's the bit missing the point
1: that's just, that bacon's salty as shit
0: yeah okay watery
1: scrambled eggs and bacon
0: what's the plan to well okay. we've been friends I don't care if we eat it's very anything. hard to reach over to that plate What if we just split it onto two different plates? That works too. So that I may have it in front of me. We're gonna have to clean up your counter.
1: (laughs) See, now it looks more or less like really runny scrambled eggs. Yeah, pretty
0: much. A whole lot of water. Cheers. Bon appetit. No, I do not like eggs. (laughs) The eggs taste like bacon. That's the funny part. (laughs) It tastes like
1: breakfast. A little bit. Because of the bacon. The eggs are weirdly textured. They probably could have been in the water a little bit longer. They're
0: like, they're stiff.
1: They're not all the way.
0: Maybe not. Is there is that like the minimum amount of time? Drain
1: or... excess water, stir, and enjoy right over the pot. Let's pouch.
0: drain the next one. Into the sink or whatever. I'm actually okay eating this. If I was too. really hungry and camping, I guess it's okay. Hmm. Someone's driving an old timey car. I'll
1: give her a lasagna another minute or so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's let her cook. Is this really easier than bringing eggs and bacon with you camping?
1: Um, I never had issues bringing eggs or bacon. No, Bacon's easy. Keep it cold. Eggs, you can... I mean, I would say that even the, like, milk carton eggs are better than this.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But... Really, to go camping. Oh, that one would really dry. If you just pack a cooler with a little bit of ice in it, and you can keep bacon and eggs probably chilled for days if you need No, Now, the,
1: these meals aren't really for people who are packing a cooler. These are backpack meals, right? You want to you carry fit it a, like a giant limo. cooler with you, backpacking I guess. or kayaking. Or you got to carry
0: the equipment required to boil water, so at least a pan if you're going to stick it over a fire.
1: Not my favorite, but.
0: (laughs) Um, I have drained the water off of my plate. Well, I'm excited to see the rest of them.
1: I feel like lasagna will be better.
0: I think the lasagna will be. It it looked very promising the way that it was in the package. Hmm. This is kind of like the human version of, like, a. want to say there's some kind of dog foods that have the consistency of this meal. Well, they, they... I was thinking cat food. We used to give our cat
1: freeze-dried fish treats. Freeze-dried fish.
0: Yeah. Sounds like something a cat would like. And since these are freeze-dried, I'm assuming... See, when you were saying that I was an outdoorsy person at the beginning of this podcast, I was, like, ready for, like, caribou meat or, like, something cool like That's that. That's your... that i I should supply some i don't have access to much other i actually have a good deal i have access to deer meat moose meat bear meat i could probably get some duck meat although i've i don't think my family hunts for ducks but i'm sure there's some way wild turkey is on the on the menu um snowshoe hare grouse ruffled tail grouse the damn red squirrels up north weren't endangered, then could probably hunt a squirrel.
1: I've already had squirrel.
0: Yeah. That's a... That's always the one that gets people like, oh, the squirrel, that's so weird. No, it's, it's kind of just like the most basic animal you could possibly hunt. They're everywhere.
1: I did it by mistake.
0: Accidentally shot a squirrel. <laughs> okay. Free. So these are freeze-dried. They definitely taste like they've had all the moisture sucked out of them to begin with. Yes. I have to let out the Some water. Extra water. There's lots of strategic cuts in this one. Good. Oh, you... <laughs> yeah, the packets in there still. <laughs>
1: It smells good. Yeah, it does.
0: It smells like lasagna. For this.
1: Oh. Use the big plate for this because um,
0: they get to upgrade plates. It's bigger. Okay. You can you slop half of it onto the other plate then? It looks okay. I hope it's, it looks pretty hot too. It's very hot. And powdery at the bottom. Yeah. Powder's good for you. At least I'm going to pitch that. So, yeah, it looks like something you might get at a, out of, like, a Michelina's microwave dinner container. It smells like that, too. If it tastes that good, I'll be satisfied. Um, health information on this. Just, <laughs> just half the pouch is 25% of your daily recommended value of saturated fats with 0.3 grams of trans fats. Which yes. Is excluded from most foods entirely.
1: I am going although, to
0: the gym tomorrow. They've, added, they've um, fortified it with vitamins, though. There's lots of vitamin A, C, calcium, and iron.
1: Well, that's why these meals sell.
0: Mm-hmm. It's okay. The noodles are a little bit hard still. Although I don't know if they would have cooked much more. I'm going to have to make the audio really muffled for this part or else you're just going to hear the worst mouth sounds ever. All the lip smacking. It's not bad. Oh, I got to fill up the silica gel.
1: Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um.
0: Hmm. Michelinos Taste- would be better. It, it would be. This still tastes kind of cheesy. It's kind of nice, actually. Weird thing, I bet you if you it's made also w-
1: hot, it's very yeah warm.
0: If you made one of these and it was you know it's all watery stuff, and then you threw it in a frying pan, the same one perhaps that you used to boil the water, and fried it up after to like get rid of some of the water again after it's been cooked, it would probably be pretty good. You'd have a nicer sauce. Yeah, kind of crispy noodles a little bit. It's okay. Now, I gotta awkwardly eat like this for the next five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to when this plate is empty.
1: It smells like
0: bread. Wet bread? Wet bread. Oh no. Oh, fuck. Oh, it didn't even mix. Does it say you have to give it a shake or something? It's just a lump. Okay, so we're moving on now to the biscuits and gravy. This looks like the least promising of the three options we've it's had here today. disgusting. It just looks like a pile of slop, which honestly is what we should have expected for something that is literally advertised to be wet bread. Pour water on biscuits. Not a yeah, drink. but
1: like, this looks like clam chowder and semen.
0: Yeah. <coughs> I'll think of that while I'm eating it. Here we go. I still got
1: to mix in some of my powder.
0: Tastes like biscuits. <laughs> does it? Yeah. It's not terrible. It's salty. Very salty. Not, not the worst.
1: Looks horrible. Not bad. Tastes better than <laughs> it looks.
0: But hmm. it is very. Oh, and it does have, I should add, pork sausage crumble.
1: So... so Salt.
0: Yeah. Jesus. Hmm. I think I would opt, instead of taking these, maybe take a gun and hunt my own food. Yeah. Or, or a fishing line or somebody who's good at picking berries and possibly mushrooms if they're very skilled.
1: Or like we said, just bring
0: eggs for breakfast.
1: Yeah. Noodles not hard to bring. They're light. No,
0: and you boil them in water just the same as this. Um,
1: I don't, I bought it because it seemed uh, like this one's not a normal. I, I've had noodles camping. I've had eggs camping. But yeah. I've never been camping thinking, you know it would be great? Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy.
0: I like it as a concept, as a dish. It's not great, but it's okay. Again, I'd
1: rather be at the Cracker Barrel, but this is okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So there are no crackle, Cracker Barrel restaurants in Ontario, are no. there? No. It's a shame. We're going back over the, the border at some point. This is kind of like Buffalo's prime time of the year. This is like their weather they're known for. Just blizzards and freezing misery. And it doesn't really get any busy there in the summertime anyways. It's a very, very quiet city.
1: Depressing in some
0: parts. A little bit. A little bit.
1: It's weird. This is one of the meals that when you're eating it, it's salty. But in your mouth, it just feels saltier. It's a weird thing. Like, it's...
0: What is the... Let's see the sodium content probably not good for half a pouch 970 milligrams of (coughs) sodium which is 40% of your RDA or deep daily recommended daily value yeah
1: I suppose I should have warned you earlier I I thought they'd be light meals I didn't buy them till today but I assumed that they wouldn't be healthy so I ate well all day Hmm. so I didn't kill myself tonight
0: I I guess you could say I'm on a health kick, although it's not really the health part of it that I was concerned about. I went to Costco and bought all of the things that I like for eating at work. So I'm not just living on fast food anymore. I'm eating like the Cliff bars and like the protein nutrient shake things. And basically all my daily recommended value amounts for vitamins are probably being met suddenly. That's good. Costco is a great place.
1: And now after these three meals, your sodium's probably at 100% too. Mm-hmm.
0: I ate a salty soup from Tim Hortons today. And then at the dental office, they took my blood pressure. And it was good after a salty soup. So good to know that it barely affects me. That's another thing. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. Why on earth do... Dental hygienists take your blood pressure when you're having work done for, like, dental work that has nothing to do with an infection or anything to do with your bloodstream or anything like that, and there's no pre-existing condition. What on earth would that have to do with any dental work? I have no idea. Yeah. You look terrible after eating that. That was...
1: And talking about blood pressure. I'm probably about
0: to keel over. I'm gonna try to finish it well that's it for me
1: Mm. so if you were starving these would work although if you're starving I'm assuming you're either starving in the woods, so hopefully you brought these, or you're starving not in the woods, and if you're starving in civilization, there's a reason why you're starving. A lot of people who are starving don't have money, so don't go to Brass Pro to buy
0: these. No, and buy, like, regular military rations if you're actually looking for something that perhaps you you want to just last long. Where would we
1: get regular military rations at that store you were? You
0: um, should get some. Yeah, the... Mech probably would have some, although there's got to be a cheaper source, because I'm sure they charge a real big premium for them. If you just talk to somebody that maybe runs a cadets program or has an actual connection to the Canadian military, there's got to be some supplier that you could contact to, to get them. I don't know why they wouldn't just sell it to civilians. They're probably not really all that cheap either, but they're good products, I would say so the eggs
1: let's talk individually
0: eggs are okay drained of all again that's the one that i could say would benefit from one cook a little bit longer and two throw it in the frying pan that you boiled the water in after because then it would fry it up and make it kind of crispy crispy bacon crispy eggs would be good crispy bacon crumble yeah i'd be perfectly i think that would be a perfectly acceptable meal that's probably one of the better ones
1: the eggs were the were kind of second for me the lasagna basically tastes yeah
0: the lasagna is the most easy like and that's the same thing with all of the um the rations too the pasta dishes are always done pretty well if
1: i didn't know you that well and you invited me over for a lasagna casserole and that is what you served me and i didn't know i would not necessarily be offended it was lasagna. It wasn't amazing, Yeah,
0: but it was lasagna. It was. But the biscuits and gravy are absolutely not. Should we read the ingredients maybe on one of these? Sure. So this, this is the lasagna one. Which one's the
1: unhealthiest? Is it lasagna or the biscuits and gravy? Might even be the eggs.
0: Yeah, it's the eggs. Is it the eggs? Yeah. Oh, actually, that one's per pouch. So it's not per half a pouch. So 64 grams is the whole pouch. Oh, it's, it's quite comparable. Half the pouch is 70 grams out of those two i I think it's the eggs okay so read the eggs because
1: eggs and bacon are pretty
0: pretty simple it's mostly because of the salt content and the saturated and trans fats but um ingredients cooked scrambled eggs egg liquid egg whole egg um the yolk skim milk powder modified cornstarch corn oil salt yeast extract sunflower oil smoke flavor xanthan gum (laughs) Bacon, which is it's a bunch of stuff that goes into their fake bacon, which is pork, water, salt, sodium, erythrobate, sodium nitrate, erythrobate, whatever the <laughs> hell. May contain smoke flavor, sugar, dextrose, brown sugar, sodium phosphate, and potassium chloride. The bacon's
1: pretty standard bacon. Yeah.
0: it Nothing shocking. And that was actually what I was going to get it with the lasagna, too, because the first ingredient is tomatoes, which is pretty good. Tomatoes, tomato juice, salt, citric acid, calcium chloride, tomato paste, lasagna. Lasagna is literally one of the ingredients in the lasagna. <laughs> Enriched <laughs> Enriched Durham. Is there zamol- lasagna in this? There is lasagna in this. Cooked beef crumbles, beef flavor, and salt. I don't know what it's made of. The beef crumbles are just beef flavor and salt, apparently, so it's, it's flavored salt okay apparently dehydrated onions modified cornstarch spices sugar garlic powder dehydrated parsley pretty these are healthier than some of the things you'd throw in the microwave
1: yeah i'm sure that while there's probably more preservatives more salt salt's probably the main thing that's really
0: out of whack there's a lot of salt um
1: i i will admit if you we just ate a three course meal it wasn't amazing no Um, but if you assume that going to a restaurant or a even fast food restaurant, I'm full. Yeah, I'm pretty full too. And it only costs us $16 a person. That's a lot.
0: A&W, would spend that. I get a way better meal at A&W.
1: You do? Yeah. But the cost per, I don't know, I won't go camping with them.
0: No, I won't either.
1: But that was neat.
0: Yeah. Something. And there's a
1: whole lot more. I was gonna. I was looking at certain things, and they have
0: like. Where did you go to? So you see, we're at the Bass, Bass Pro, Pro Shop. The camping section. Why were you at the Bass Pro Shop specifically to get those? Really? Where? Okay. Where did this idea come from then? I had
1: seen a lot of people doing it online.
0: Oh, that's right. It that goes back to some viral trend. It's not terribly interesting <laughs> for an online trend. Usually, there's something a bit more controversial about it, like people are drinking their detergent. Or something. Well, that's next week's episode. Nice. Yeah. Do we have to try to... I have experience. Taste, blind taste test the difference between Tide and Dawn? Sure. Okay. Perfect. Pods or liquid? Liquid. Okay. And you're so up to first. Traditionalist. Yeah. Well, you've drank soap, so I mean, yeah, you do have experience. Yeah. That's fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they have, like, breakfast ones. You could get, like, a apple berry crisp or crumble. Is it like an oatmeal? Yeah. I would assume it's I'd like be- oatmeal, but the thing about it was is they were just as unhealthy. Mm. High in nutrients, but unhealthy in every other way. And if you're going to be unhealthy, you might as well get things that are known to be... Like, lasagna is not a healthy meal in most cases anyways. And biscuits and gravy. Vegetarian lasagna is pretty good for you. Well, yes. But mm. if you... You make an old-fashioned... Biscuits fashion. and gravy now. No. no. And that one was, was definitely overly salty. Like yes. yes. Attack on taste buds. Salty. Hmm. Um, yeah. Moving on. So... You come up with something interesting.
0: I have, although all of my ideas cost a lot of money. Hmm. I don't know. I can't. I can't talk about them because then they're they're not surprises anymore. Like this, this was a su- surprise. It's a cool surprise. It's a good surprise. Are you I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not creative on a budget, unfortunately. Like I will, I'll jerry rig things in my own life to work for like cheap, but I can't come up with fun things to do that I think other people will enjoy as much as I do for cheap. I mean, this isn't even that cheap, but yeah, this is affordable compared to the shit that I've thought about. It's not bad. No. I mean, we had to eat anyways. So, so on a survivalist note, have you ever seen the show Life Below Zero? No. (laughs) Okay. There's a Netflix. I guess I don't know if it's just. I have a feeling originally aired on Netflix. It's about
1: people that live in below zero,
0: above the Arctic Circle. Is the catch? And it's on Netflix, and it's yeah, just a show about people trying to survive up there, and it's really interesting. But I don't really understand the people. <laughs> they're all isolationists, and in, in except for maybe like one guy. And I think there's only one season, or maybe there's multiple. But anyways, in the first season, there's one guy that they follow his life, and he's with he lives with. I don't. I guess it's a racially insensitive term at this point, probably. But like Eskimos, like his wife is native to Inuit territory. I don't there or know whatever. if that's actually they're in Alaska. I don't. I don't know either. Anyways, they're in Alaska. She's native to the area, and, like, all of her family, obviously, too, and they've sort of taken this guy in, and he's, like, surviving up there, and I guess he just loves it. But never mind him. He looks happy. He looks like <laughs> the best guy on the show to be. Okay. The rest of them are, like, super... They're isolated from everybody else. Like, they're... One of the lady's closest neighbor is, like, 330 miles away. <laughs> that's that's his closest, closest that's neighbor. That's crazy. That yes. And... They all brag about the same things. They always say, "Oh, I like a challenge or whatever," and I I like the lifestyle. I like this, and they're all pitching like how great it is. But the whole time on the show, they're freaking miserable. Like everything is going wrong constantly. Is
1: it on Netflix? That's where you watch it. It's on it. Netflix. Okay. yeah. Okay, I know what I'm it's, watching. It's tonight. worth a
0: watch. Just do it. it. It's a great show. My favorite character, my favorite person on the show, <clears throat> is the um, the older lady. I can't remember her name, but she's the furthest north. Of all of them. She's like almost at the tip of Alaska pretty much. She must have been loaded. Like I don't know how much money she had before she went and did this. But like she has a camp. Like she owns a camp. There's probably maybe a dozen camp buildings and a couple hangars and stuff all around. She has everything. Like literally she has the systems in place to store $15,000 worth of fuel just for this camp. And that's what she uses in a season, $15,000 of fuel. She has, like, <laughs> what? yeah, and she has every kind of electrical system and, and comfort thing. She has internet. She has satellite. everything She's set up, and she has a bobcat that she, like, the, the machine or whatever, the, like, clear run the runway so the supply planes can land, and she can, like, move around her fuel tanks and all this stuff. And she walks around with a gun at all times because there's, like, I don't know, wolverines and wolves and shit up there
1: so when you call it a camp it's a base camp for her she's not yeah
0: and i and, and i guess maybe how she makes her living she gives like tours it there. has to be Pe- people fly in that's not really discussed on the show at all although she was on the Joe Rogan podcast which is how i found out about this show this is a this is i watched that episode like a What's, year and a half ago or okay, two years well ago then i'm gonna so have, have to old, do
1: some backtracking
0: worth watching <sighs> I don't understand these people and maybe you can understand an isolationist a little bit differently than Thank I do. you? No, no. Diff- <laughs> differently. I'm not saying you have some kind of special talent. I'm saying you have a different perspective. What I... do you think makes people do that? Okay. So I haven't watched the show. No. Obviously. But you have a general idea of what these people are doing. Yep. Now that I've described it.
1: Now as they're surviving, is it work 12 hours a day to survive or do they get off time?
0: It doesn't look like off time really exists all of your choices that you make have to be survival oriented you're never like especially the way they describe it because they all try to be badasses on the show i'd say all of them say like you can't let your guard down for a second especially that old lady she pitches it like okay but well what if
1: they're in their done. in their cabin
0: yeah like apparently they... shit can get in there i don't know
1: okay <laughs> because the isolation i i don't it, it's weird you youtube recommends odd things every now and then and then when i watch them i'm thinking wow this must be a growing trend that i didn't know about and then sometimes no it's not a growing trend it's a big thing that i had no idea existed online and one thing that i like watching which is a few big channels of people that just left and i don't know how they
0: upload shit but they're living in the forest i've i've seen stuff and these are really
1: cool videos and living in a forest that gets a winter but isn't the arctic I can see
0: that more than living in the Arctic, but I don't the difficulty know. Difficulty is pretty much everybody's going to rely on supplies at some point. Like I, there's very few individuals on the planet. Well, I shouldn't push it on the planet. There's some that are remote enough, but let's just say in North America, very few individuals in North America that are self-sustainable. Like they do not use money, for instance, to acquire goods. That like there's very few people that are just. Beyond that, I would say.
1: I don't know if you could find anybody, anybody who is beyond if, that. If
0: they are like that, you're not finding them. It's true. So, And I'm sure that people can live like that. Like the native peoples that live up there, there might be some that you know still make all of their clothes handmade and they just trade stuff with people. They don't use money to purchase things. They don't have a job. They don't have a social insurance number. They're off the grid. Like they probably exist.
1: So why... Why would I want to go do something like that? I can't. I, if you're talking, do you want to move to the Arctic? No. No. I actually had a chance to do that. It wasn't the Arctic. It was. Uh, it was Nunavut.
0: Pretty far up there, still.
1: Yep. Uh, graduated college. Mm-hmm. Got a job offer with CBC as a correspondent. It was a three year contract. going like a flight in none of it. In none of it. Ooh,
0: that'd be cool. That'd be a life changer.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> that's.
0: I, I You'd consi- come back a different person.
1: You'd come back a different person. Three years. You're not visiting on weekends. No. <laughs> so I, I hummed and hawed and didn't take it. And now every so often I look back and I think that would have been cool. Hmm. But. I had to say no, just based on everything that was happening, yeah. and the fact that they would pay some uprooting, but thinking about it at the time, it potentially would still be in of it with Jessica. So I think I made the right choice. Probably a great choice. So if you said move to the Arctic, I'd be like Eric. It's
0: it's not even about that. It's it's more about the isolation and like the constant. Like your job is now just to survive.
1: Yeah, that's an incredibly masculine thing to do. It's a primal but thing to on do. On this show,
0: a lot of the. I'm, it's not really a masculine thing. Women are doing it. A lot of the guys on the show have wives, and maybe it was the guys' idea to do it in the first place. But the women are toughening it out too. So, I don't so know. on these
1: shows, with the ones with, or on this show with the with the people with wives, are the guys out hunting, or have they kept traditional roles where
0: the the guys are kind hunting of. and the women are gatherers? Yeah. Interesting. Largely, except for the the native societies, it seems like those women are pretty freaking tough so they they're pretty much just as ta- uh, they're tasked div- differently not based on gender but just based on what does the family structure need does someone need to be making clothes does someone need to be foraging whatever and then they you know somebody fills that role kind of thing
1: if i got a good notepad with thousands of sheets of paper and that that's that's why i would go away imagine the to a forest not to the arctic The pure creativity of having nobody around you, no distractions
0: outside of survival, which is a big... I think you're... Well, yeah, survival. I feel like your imagination would kick back in to, like, childhood abilities almost, because you've lacked so much stimuli. Like, even something as simple as putting your phone away, like, an hour before you go to bed, and then when you finally do go to bed, there's no, no light or anything like that your thoughts just run wild compared to how you know like pretty much it's almost like self medication at this point for me where like when i go to bed i'm just watching stuff on my phone until i fall asleep like i need there isn't a spare second in the day when i'm being under stimulated that's not acceptable kind of thing these people are in a totally different world where every stimulus means so much more so they probably have a very high sensitivity to things like that and especially creativity
1: so that would be one of the reasons why I would get away. There was a few, um, even day trips really, uh, in 2015 when I just got this apartment in the summer, I would disappear for a day or so into uh, some trails and I'd find a little place off the beaten path and sit on a log and write on my iPad. Not exactly roughing it.
0: but Like around here?
1: Uh Sometimes sometimes it it depended on where I was. I was able to do it in Tilson too. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I can't explicitly remember where I was never too far away from.
0: I definitely had that mentality a little bit when I was a student where I would just like go wander blazes. I wouldn't really make a a camping trip out of it or something. Camp. But like pretty much any recreational trail from Port Deluzi to about I at least thorough, but maybe pushing it a bit further to Welland. Pretty much seen them all at this point. At least it feels that way. There's so many little paths here and there, but I, I've gone just about everywhere I think I could go reasonably. So yeah It's, it's a, not something I really do anymore. Kind of wish I did. Should do a lot more hiking.
1: I I mean I used to like it. Like I would still like it still do a lot of things. Freaking. Have you been been ziplining? And I'm not talking like ziplining over the falls. No. There's a good place close to my parents' cottage, and it's I think it's advertised as the, the highest um, line because it's up in the trees, and it's on a ravine. So as you're ziplining, it's Yeah, it's there's cool. a lot
0: of them. It's like hilltop trekking yeah. or whatever. That was fun. Yeah. It sounds okay, although for me, it sounds a little it's not bit... not wilderness. No. It was fun. It, it's almost like, you look at a skier or snowboarder's perspective versus like a tuber. If you're going down in a tube, it's a very restricted experience. I think a zipline would be a very restricted experience compared well, what to... What would be the... Equivalent of skiing or snowboarding? Dirt biking in... down the hill? Well, on that that'd note... be pretty extreme. That'd be extreme, that'd be but be think fun. of the
1: view as you're going down the hill, up.
0: Yeah. It'd be cool. I wouldn't say no to it. I don't know if... It, it's not something I've really ever thought of seeking out. It's fun. Zip-lining. It was fun. Uh,
1: the nice thing about that place is... I uh, We went... I think it was in 2014, so it had been four years since I'd finished Scouts and every week we paid dues and scouts to fund things and we kept paying into this and then we never did anything and then everybody just kind of left cuz we all grew up so we made enough to fund all like seven of us to go zip lining so we made a day trip of it it was fun but the place that we went nice place long point it's very much a tourist place it's like i can't remember what's called but uh good hiking trails but they don't target campers they target
0: glampers hmm and it's or like space for like big rvs and- no
1: not even that like my mary and nelson they have an rv and that's an entirely different experience they have tents that look like tents so they like, Have like electrical plugs, but have everything a bit like not like I w- would have to kind of pansy up a little bit and get a foam mattress or something. Yeah, now. like sleeping on the ground. I used to all the time, now I just would not be able to. Um, yeah, but I still prefer the idea of going, yeah, camping.
0: That's this, it's a weird kind of nostalgia then because it's like, ah, my back in my day. I got inside my poly-fucking-whatever-plastic tent, and I roughed it. And, and even though I had all sorts of great clothes and a fishing rod and whatever, I'm sure there's somebody back in time that's like, well, we fucking went out and built our own fucking tent. <laughs> it's true. So I don't know. The I, I don't really know any people that are economically well-off enough and yet want the image of camping to be associated with them so that they do that. But I'm sure they're out there. must be a pretty common thing. It does sound like it takes away a little bit as soon as you maybe have electronics involved almost or like you're distracting yourself from whatever that experience is. Beyond that, if you're comfortable, I guess that's great.
1: Think about like how fun and basic electronics there, but how fun like Tila's Cottage is the two years that I was there.
0: They have a generator to run lights. Yes, and that's that's what you got. That's, I mean if you not everybody has their own phone and shit too, but yeah. If it dies, it's not really the easiest thing to charge it unless you're running the lights. So you gotta be strategic with that. So no, it's
1: I I do very fondly like and remember good camping experiences. Ugh.
0: I went on no more than actually three probably camping experiences. You missed experiences a, a
1: meal, Justin.
0: You have to pee? No, I got to bring something back. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> I only went camping, like, maybe three times as a kid. Damn, which,
1: me camping all the time.
0: See, but I. And then again, I had a cottage where you kind of just walked around and accepted that you could have been attacked by a bear at any moment or, like, whatever. So I, I was I outdoors a lot. I just wasn't in a tent, which kind of m- gave me this appreciation growing up. Where all of these people that are from the suburbs talk shit about them being country people because they fucking went camping a bunch of times as a a kid or whatever. But then me, like, being in this cottage that didn't have, like, air conditioning or, like, any amenity, like, it wasn't super nice, was just thinking, why the fuck would you want to go in a tent? Like, it's, whatever, I'm I'm over the outdoors in that sense. Like, yeah, I like walking around and doing all that kind of stuff, hiking and all that. Why the fuck are you glamorizing staying in a Barely waterproof plastic bag overnight.
1: That's true, and a lot of people, um, especially like friends of my brother-in-law and my stepsister, they make jokes that they spend a ton of money to live like homeless people. That's yeah, that's what it yeah. is. It just sounds so dumb. It, it is a weird thing to do.
0: Yeah, it's it's a uh, maybe. It's like a. I don't want to. It's like the whole oppression Olympics things. Almost like look how bad of a situation not really look at all the things I'm going without even though I'm going with quite a few luxuries at the same time driving my $80,000 SUV to the fucking camping site and then just throwing a fucking easy three step setup tent out the back of it and they really they're are going. easy nowadays oh, they're super easy. like like you joked about us being old I remember when they weren't easy to no. build <laughs> And That's a trope of every single show that features a tent ever. Just, ah, I can't fucking figure out how to set this thing up. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. No, they're, they're You easy have a new tent, up. it's just... They're not too bad. Um, <clears throat> I guess temp, the whole temple thing has gone a long way. Cause most of them are just these, they, you link them together and they're all rigid and you shove it through a bunch of holes that are on this on the tent and then you just stick them all down and they all, whoosh, yep. it just goes right up
1: tent design and technology have come along has come a long way mm-hmm. like I, I was in the camping section today so i was looking probably why well, i'm thinking about camping mm-hmm. and whatnot and like some of the the options and the size of the tents and just the i suppose bigger tents were always around but it's just it's it's interesting how
0: much is available and almost all of them aren't waterproof, even if they say they are. I've never... The
1: roads are bad. The roads are bad? Yes, they are bad. You know what we had for dinner? What? We'll
0: come look. We had, <clears throat> we had for a starter, we scrambled tried eggs with bacon. food. So all okay. freeze And then we ate some food. lasagna with meat sauce. Okay, so and kind then... of like meal ready-go. Yeah, area. except, the catch is, you just pour water in all of these, including the biscuits and gravy. So, basically, it's wet bread.
1: Yeah, it sounds disgusting. It Which was, one do you think was the best? With water? Probably lasagna and meat sauce. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Number two being the scrambled eggs and bacon. It didn't really feel like eggs, but it tastes like breakfast. Okay. Because of the bacon. Yeah. So biscuits and gravy kind of sounds It smelled like horrible. It, it looked slop. like clam chowder and semen, but it didn't taste horrible. It tasted like salt. It tasted salty. Yeah. And
0: gravy. Well, that's delicious. After you guys are done, I'm gonna have pork chops. Pork chops sound wonderful. <laughs>
1: uh, um, mm. no, I waterproof. I never went to full scout camp without having something go wrong, water-wise, unless there was no rain, in which case it was okay.
0: Every time I've gone camping, it's rain too. <laughs> it's always nice when you get through a full camping weekend without rain. It barely matters because. A lot of, I, unless it's the hottest part of the year, you're always going to end up with like dew in the morning, which almost just makes things wet either way.
1: The problem, I think, <clears throat> with camping in the scouts versus camping by myself, which maybe I should try to do. Um, in scouts, it was never, oh, it's a, you know, it's a two person tent and there's two people. Or it's a two-person tent, but you always had to share, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, even if it was your own tent, it had to be two people. I don't know why. It's weird. It is weird. But the problem with that is is there's a ton of just stuff in the tent, and tents typically don't get as wet when there aren't things touching the side.
0: Yeah, that makes a big difference.
1: So I would go camping now with the same size two person tent and only put myself in it and probably be a little bit better.
0: It's okay. I don't know. Actually, I have, I've camped a little bit in my adult life and like I'll go up park and stuff. Eh, I, I slept in a, I think it was a six person tent by myself because it was better than the tent that I had. I, it was um, Shane's old tent, man. That wasn't great. It's still wet as fuck. I don't know. It had rain flies and everything. Didn't make a difference. I'm going to transition away from camping because we talked about it for a little bit. And I'm going to stay, stay on the topic of wet. So I learned about an interesting phenomenon, and perhaps you know that this is a, a threat. So there is current that goes through audio equipment cables. So, for instance, these microphones, right? Yes. 48 volts precisely. And stuff like. Uh, let's just say the cord that runs from a guitar to an amplifier. There's okay. There's current. And I didn't really understand exactly how this worked a long time ago, but I remember a guitar teacher making some joke about it being harmless or whatever, and there's no, there's no electricity running through that or whatever. And I didn't really understand what he meant. I don't even know why the topic came up. But it turns out he was wrong, because there's apparently a phenomenon that I found out by looking through a list of deceased music artists and it's list cause of death. And, and one of them came up and it struck me as odd death by electrocution through microphone. And, and I started researching this and apparently, apparently if a amplifying setup for like a microphone or does not have a ground pin. So in other words, it's not earth grounded back at, you know, its source, then it, it can become an issue because if let's just say you are not grounded, you're on stage, but you're holding the microphone or whatever. And, and the microphone is a 50 volt microphone. You will be charged with 50 volts, which you're not going to notice. That's not a lot of electricity. You walk around and rub your feet on the carpet and, and nothing you know happens until you touch a doorknob or whatever. Right. right. So you can have that potential of electricity stored up in you and you wouldn't notice. It's only when you become a ground that you can get shocked which is typically an issue in like wet conditions which is how this artist in particular died they were using a microphone and uh, part of your saliva or whatever is also an issue but there were some kind of moisture to conduct a current from the microphone to themselves and then it shorted out on the ground and in the current the amperage is what's killing people in situations I also looked up some modern examples and it doesn't always kill people but it's it's a lot of electricity so it, it sometimes does but like an artist was singing on stage wasn't even a particularly wet it wasn't wet conditions or anything he was in somewhere in the, in the tropics he was some singer a Spanish singer and he was just singing doing his thing on stage holding the microphone and then he came out to like the edge of the stage where there were like supports and all that and he was singing and he went to go lean onto like the, the stage metal support ground it out shock just fell right off the stage he was out for like a good 10 minutes where people trying to like resuscitate him down like just down in the crowd trooper got up and he finished the show <laughs> but that guy could have died yeah so did, were you aware of this danger?
1: no because I wasn't either that doesn't seem like no
0: like you I always thought it was quite a harmless thing these microphones and guitars but apparently you can get a wicked shock a deadly shock a deadly shock because it's it's high current Is as soon as you make ground with your body eh yeah, random random fact I, d- I
1: didn't know that <sighs> I'm assuming it doesn't happen very
0: often uh, you might get a shocks are probably pretty common although the big shocks not so much but even like and, and I'm sure that mostly using ground pinned equipment and, and other measures are taken for like big shows these days although I'm sure lots of people are still using old equipment that's perhaps not safe the equipment itself has to be shorting out, mind you, to even get you to have a current or a, a voltage in the first place. I. Yeah. It's interesting. The, um,
1: yeah. You're going to call up your professor or teacher and tell them they wasn't were on. It, it was a
0: guitar teacher. Tell them so he wrong. didn't know shit anyways. He was just some dumbass fucking in Innisfil that was making a living teaching kids how to play a guitar that he probably wasn't that great at anyways. Guitar teachers are really sleazy people. As an adult, looking back, I had some weird fucking people teach me guitar. Like, nothing really, like, weird legally ever happened or anything like <laughs> that. Like, they weren't, like, growing weed in the back of their fucking house. But just getting dropped off by your parents at some fucking stranger's house while they try to impart some knowledge to you, but they have no formal education or training to do so and might be a really shitty teacher. It's just a weird thing that is, at least was culturally acceptable. Still is. I guess that's how they. But there's a lot of academies and stuff and then actual businesses that do it, which is a little bit. Yeah. And it costs money. I don't know. Do you think it's still a really common thing where people just have a spare room in their house with a bunch of instruments and they get students to come in?
1: I guarantee we know at least one person that's doing it. Do we? G isn't teaching at a.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, oh, you're
1: academy. right. Academy. And he's not sleazy. I almost.
0: Look. A little bit differently at maybe younger people doing it for some reason. when I was a kid, it was always like 50 year old men or whatever. Like, it, it was just, it was strange. Yeah. Like, and it, almost as an adult, like you wouldn't think of this as a kid, but as an adult, it's like, can't you accomplish more with your life? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a sad profession once you're that old. It
1: depends on what they're doing, though. Like, gee, I don't exactly know how old he is. But we'll say he's around R H somewhere, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, that's a good thing for him because he's touring and he's making money as a he's teacher. A, he's
0: a musician first. That and that's his job. That makes sense. So, what about your teacher? Was he a musician first? I don't think he made money from playing guitar. I th- he only made money from teaching guitar. That's that's where I'm getting at. Like, if you are 50, 60 years old, and you're and you're playing the guitar, you should be, probably be a master at it at that point. You. It'd be strange if you picked it up in your fucking 30s or something. So he's probably been playing since he was, like, te- in his teens or 20s. If you are that old and and skilled at this instrument, I I, I just feel like you, sh- if you're teaching, you should be teaching people that are professionals. Like, people that are really good at guitar should be looking up to you still. Not, like, teaching kids from day one on, like, this is how you hold the fucking guitar. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I frown upon old music instructors apparently
1: (laughs) what about i it's not entirely related but i always thought it was weird um any type of instructor college university university a little bit less but college hands-on courses why did my college professors
0: become a teacher because they all Worked in the film industry before. And possibly weren't good enough at those jobs. Mm-hmm. And then they have to teach. I always got... Because it's, it's... Teaching itself can be a sleazy profession.
1: Those who can, can. Those who can't, teach.
0: Yes. And those who can't teach, do and, sales. And like all good jokes, there's a, a glimmer of truth to it. I... They all...
1: All of my teachers had amazing
0: careers back then. I... I guess it just doesn't pan out to what we think it might.
1: Well, you end up, I guess you end up perhaps with a good teaching career. You're probably paid very well.
0: Some, I mean, professors in universities and colleges, then, yeah, they probably get paid pretty decent. You only have
1: to work eight months out of the year.
0: Yeah. If you're still
1: okay, maybe maybe just talking about it isn't that bad. You only work maybe, eight months out of the year. Maybe it's a good gig. Some of them still took time off if they had projects to work on. So yep. if they have a passion Th- that's project, that's the
0: different thing about university professors is that they have like teaching is only a small part part of like what they do. They do a lot more for research and for actual administrative duties as well. So that's a bit a different. Maybe if you picked out high school teachers as a as a better example or grade school teachers. Okay, high school teachers. Um, so most did, of these people went to school just to be a teacher, though. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck do they know about the world? And the ones who didn't, who ended up there somewhere along the way, why weren't they good enough at whatever they were doing to stay there? Now they're teaching Pastor, us.
1: Why did they think that they, would, they have the, the proper skill to teach the people of the next generation? I've had a few good teachers, ones that had been teachers all their lives, but they were all, I don't want to say old school, because I had one old school English teacher, and she was a
0: bitch. Mm-hmm. She's probably dead now, so I can say that. Lots of my supply bitch. teachers, especially, and some teachers are probably dead now. It's weird to be that much but, of an adult, yeah. But the teachers that were
1: just a few years away from retirement, right, so in their in their 60s a little bit earlier or later i don't know some of them were really good good with wisdom at least yeah
0: i learned a lot from a few that retired i think maybe the the bar for entry back then was a bit in a different place so they probably could have had some other career or other jobs along the way before they landed there whereas now if you're gonna be a teacher you you go to school for that right away it's true it's this weird thing too where like you see it Not just teaching, but, like, people who go nonstop through grade school to high school to post-secondary education to, oh, shit, I can't actually get a job. Like, they're thrust into the world, and they don't know anything. The only difference with these teachers nowadays is that they did get the job, but that doesn't mean they know much.
1: They don't get the job, though. Most of them can't they're all supply teaching forever yes yes with no benefits being not knowing if you're gonna work tomorrow until tomorrow Mm -hmm. and no
0: that's horrible seems like a terrible way to do it
1: i get it there's passion grade school's weird too because in high school my accounting teacher went to school for accounting at the Mm. very least right my math teacher same thing Grade school teachers teach everything except for French and maybe science and stuff like that, at least in Catholic school. I,
0: I don't know about other
1: schools. They didn't in my teach grade you school,
0: French or science? I had a,
1: de- oh, sorry, French and music. I had a designated French teacher and a designated okay, music yeah,
0: teacher. That makes sense.
1: But everything else was taught by one teacher. The general There's teacher. no way in hell
0: you are a master in math, science. But you don't have to be to teach grade school kids. I realize that. Honestly, I could teach grade school kids everything, including well, especially French if I and had music. a lesson plan. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> French and music, no problem. I'll do those and everything else. There's you could teach a... French, sure. Why not? Do you speak fluent French? No, I don't have to. <laughs> I feel like you do. No. Many many French teachers. Well, pretty much all of them could speak fairly fluent French, but. Probably because that's... But the way that it's structured, you don't need to. That's it's their niche. They teach the same... French is one of the worst taught things in all of our school system in Ontario from what I could tell. I don't know what the other provinces are like, but it's so fucking repetitive. You learn the same thing from grade one to at least grade nine. Cause that's that is true. As far true. as I took it. I, learned, I took it every year from grade one to grade nine. It's the same thing over and over again. And all they want to get through your head is, oh, these are like... When to use feminine and masculine, and and, and certain, and then you can you, they teach you tenses for words, and they teach you fucking possess like the possessive like is it his or hers or whatever stuff like that, and it's the, the same things over and over again. And they teach you to count, great, which is actually pretty pretty good because you can remember that at least for the On most the part.
1: Trois, quatre, cinq, yeah. six,
0: seven. Which that's fair. They should have that should have been taught like first second grade done. We know how to count now. Perfect. Make us do math. In French. Why the fuck didn't they do that? Okay, but that's Where,
1: there's options there though. Mason's in a French immersion school and he yeah. does it in that's, French.
0: They're probably fine. In French immersion school, they're probably taught decently.
1: At just at in, the beginning of his schooling, it was the basics, and I got thinking, mm, much like you. I'm yeah. Like, okay, he's learning. But now that he's been in it for a few years, that's we really great. don't talk about it anymore. He
0: goes to school, we he speaks French. either need to like go and actually teach french properly in in just like regular schools public schools and catholic schools or just get rid of it i don't know what the heck we're doing i kind of wish i knew more french me too all of the french i know is just the slang that my fam like family members speak on my my dad's side because it's a french canadian background and in fact i think i found that more useful than school for the most part because a lot of the the phrasing for things in actual french is more on the slang side like, That's
1: how Melissa's grandparent, or grandfather, talks all the time. It's just awesome. slang. I don't know
0: if I, we talked about it in the podcast, no. but on New Year's, was it New Year's?
1: It was. It was New Year's. It was New Year's. We when Ubered over.
0: Yes, we Ubered over, and then I proceeded to like start talking to Melissa's grandfather for like an hour. Yep. About every little, it's, I don't know. I felt like I connected with him better than I could most grandparents. He had lots of wisdom. And then I had some of what of a similar experience with certain things because he had a background as a, he was a contractor and he, he built houses and I know, I know how houses were built back then a little bit and I could ask him about things and I could tell him about how things are done now. It was great. And having that French Canadian background too, I, I, from interacting with family members my whole life, I got the, what he was saying pretty much.
1: That's good. It's cool.
0: I don't. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Not he. I didn't really grow up with anybody French outside of the French teacher in school, so it never stuck. I took it until I didn't have to take it.
0: Yeah, I took it till grade nine, and that was it. Yeah. And and grade is great, because they outright tell you it's just a review of everything you learned in grade school, pretty much. So you get to do it again, one more time.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. you know, especially going from Catholic school to public school in grade nine, because... That we, Tilsenburg was so weird, because they were one of the last public school, or one of the last middle schools in Ontario.
0: They had a middle, middle school, yeah.
1: So, now you have a school that goes till grade 8, then high school, 9, 10, 11, 12. T- Tilsenburg had a school till grade 8, but then also had a school that did 7, 8, 9, mm. and then a high school that did 10, 11, 12. Weird. Yes, so I went to grade 8 in um, Catholic school and went to a completely new school with more people that I absolutely didn't know existed for grade 9 and then we switched schools again for 10, 11, 12.
0: But you transitioned with those people that were in the other school, I'd imagine. Very
1: few. Most of them went to the Catholic high school, but I oh. was 45 minutes away. Oh. I stayed local because I didn't want to spend an hour and a half on the bus each day.
0: I did not make that smart decision, Then I rode the bus really far to go to school, because <laughs> I said I went to Catholic school instead of the public school that was right beside my house. <laughs> uh, most of my friends were there. That was my only excuse. And I was out in Barrie, so I was, like, far away from my parents, and I guess the teenager kind of needs that. I never thought at the time, and I never really, yeah, I don't I think it mattered that much. But yeah, I,
1: I would miss all the afternoon shifts at A&W if I had went to that high school, so... Mm. I made the choice. It was good. It was fine. It was just jarring to be in a new school at that developing teenage, in those developing teenage years, and then also not knowing anybody.
0: That's like I mean, everybody's experience, I think.
1: I Depends. Yeah. If you're in a town, typically it, you change schools, but you may still
0: know a lot more people. How many high schools were there, there was in one, Tilsonburg? One high
1: school in Tilsonburg.
0: Just one. One middle school. So, but keep in mind, so there's one high school. So people that are your same age, everybody's there.
1: Yes. That high school was 10, 11, 12. Then there was a grade school, public. Yeah. Kindergarten through grade 8.
0: But I'm, I'm not worried about any of that. I'm just saying, like, people, you would know people that are your age, and all the people that are your age are there. There's nowhere else to go.
1: No, because... All throughout the years, you'd have the people that went to Catholic public school and the people that went to public. Yeah. Tilsonburg didn't have a Catholic high school, so us in a Catholic public uh, Catholic school had to choose do we want to continue you,
0: yeah, or gone. not.
1: Most people continued. I did not. And so they all went, just
0: went out of town. They went out of town. Yeah. So I
1: went to a school where I really didn't know anybody. It was yeah. a 75-25 like, split,
0: percentage-wise. Um, Fair enough. And I, I mean, I went to school... For high school in a different city. And that city has like six high schools and they all have like 1,500 students. So I. Where did you go to high school? I went to high school at St. Peter's Secondary School in Barrie. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know anybody really. I mean, I say that I went there because I knew more friends. My grade school class, I knew like 30 people from where I was coming from. That, that was the list of all the people I knew. And then most of them. So like. Just over half of them, maybe like 16 people, went to that high school that now has 1,500 people.
1: Very small percentage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I'd made the transition um, from grade school to high school better, uh, similar to what I compared to like high school to college. High school to college was better. People didn't know me in college. People didn't know me in high school. I could have made something better of myself, been a little bit more like myself, but I didn't
0: we yeah, talked about that before. Like, that's everybody. Like, oh, I can reinvent myself. But nope. Because unfortunately, whether you like to admit it or not, whatever you that you're embarrassed about is still you. And you can't really change that. At least not with any quick pace. And if you did, at a quick pace, you're faking it. So you can't keep that up. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. I think... It's probably a good point to wrap up. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we elucidated that point. Thank you for
1: coming over to my house for dinner.
0: Yes. <laughs> it was a good dinner. I'm glad that I partook in the salty, salty food. Very salty. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. And is there, there's one more. Google Play Store. Google Play Store. We, got a, proof. Play music. we got a proof of that. Yeah. Nice. I, I did not realize. So there we, we go. We didn't
1: get it. We didn't... I don't think we're going to get it approved for iHeartRadio.
0: So, I don't care. All right. And that's basically it. I. So simultaneously open up every one of those in your browser and just let them play. That sounds horrible. Open it up on your phone and, and put your phone on a PA system and just blast I did that yesterday. Because I've been With li- a podcast?
1: Well, I've been... No, I've been live... Okay. Pre- I, I've just, <laughs> I've been live premiering the videos. <laughs> so it looks live but it's not yeah right and i was just curious so i started playing it on my laptop and then i started playing it on my phone and you would expect a slight delay was it really bad yeah Uh between the laptop and the phone it was like a minute behind each other like that makes it no longer live
0: really what streaming product was that facebook Step your game up, Facebook.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I was taken aback by it, but...
0: Have a good night, everybody. Have a good
1: night. Now there's end music. Really? Yeah. Because Tila said, hey, I never know when one ends... (laughs)